This is Kevin Altieri, director of Batman the Animated Series. This is best friend of the show, Monica Cabina, artist and colorist on Batman The Adventures Continue. And this is the DCAU Review. Hosted by Cal and Liam. Streaming at DCAUReview.com and on your favorite podcast app. Welcome, everyone, to another episode of the BCAU Review, a bonus episode, as we are here chatting about yet another issue of the BCAU tie-in comic book, Batman, The Adventures Continue, Season 3, Issue 2 is out, has came out this past week. We have both read it, and we're going to talk about it. Full spoilers lie ahead, so if you have not yet read the issue, uh, please do so before continuing, but Cal... You've got a, another fun issue to talk about this uh, this month with a, a story written by DCAU legends Paul Dini and Alan Burnett, as every issue of The Adventures Continue has been. But uh, we've also got another DCAU legend and friend of the show uh, responsible for the pencils and inks this month. That is right, Liam, as we uh, highlighted back in uh, when we interviewed him for our bonus episode in December, a friend of the show, Kevin Altieri, who, uh, of course, joined us uh, a couple years back for a review of one of the episodes that he directed. And spoiler alert, will again be joining us at some point this year for another episode that he directed. Uh, so very excited to uh, to to talk about this. Uh, Kevin Altieri, responsible for the art, and of course Monica Kubina, best friend of the show, uh, the colorist mm-hmm. on this episode or on this issue as well. Uh, Josh Reed, responsible for lettering, and then uh, we had editor uh, Andrew Marino. So uh, definitely uh, an interesting interesting issue. Now before we before we get to the actual review. We we mentioned that we talked with Kevin just briefly uh, about this uh, this upcoming issue back in December when we interviewed him, um, and he had a little couple things to say about his direction, how he handled editing this and and drawing this this issue. Um, so why don't we take a listen and hear what uh, what he had to say uh, when we spoke to him back in December? I don't know if you have any upcoming projects or anything that you'd like to. Uh talk about or are allowed oh. to talk about at the moment but we want to make sure yeah, we get um, time for that it's actually quite quite a lot going on um i um yeah and again it's like i did a comic mm-hmm. uh that's coming out uh, batman adventures the continuing batman adventures uh yeah. where i got a i got a contacted by uh andy marino over at um, dc and uh yeah, it's like last year, I think last time I talked to you guys, I was doing the holidays, uh, the Harley Quinn, uh, Black, White, and Red. with mm-hmm. Paul mm-hmm. And this year, and I just got through uh, doing a comic story that'll be out in February, I believe, um, of Harley Quinn, uh, Old Flames, written okay. by Paul and uh, Alan Burnett. And awesome. basically they asked me, you know, it, and it's, I'm not going to give the whole plot away, but sure. it's just basically Harley and Ivy have a fight. Harley's on her own, tries to get the girls together for a party, you know, and it doesn't fail and she's lonely. And she decides to look up her old high school, high school, her old college girlfriend. 
Interesting. Um, who she her her old flame in college, and I'm not giving away too much, but this college roommate who is this socialite also was dating Bruce Wayne in college. Ooh. Interesting. <laughs> I guess they were they were freshmen and he was a senior. Very interesting. <laughs> and one of the richest guys in the world. So you know. <laughs> well, looking forward. Anyway, that that's all I'll say. And it's like things just go on it's it's a it's it's a really fun script and uh you know again it's like i love drawing it mm-hmm. you know it's like, again it's like you know it's paul and alan burnett what are you gonna do you know it's like it's, <laughs> it was a great and, and i think everyone should just keep a lookout for that one absolutely yeah it'll be coming out very soon so while we're talking about it we, again you no no spoilers for the the batman adventures continue comic but how how is that working with the back back with the batman the animated series world that you grew up with but also or that that you worked so hard on uh, at establishing but working with uh the new batman adventures designs that you hadn't really worked with right you you were the the, you were gone by the time Um, Batman adventures came around right I really didn't even. It's it, I'm I'm just draw. I just do my Batman. There you yeah. go. So it's you like it's like I'm, I, it's it was done. It's done somewhat in animated style. Mm-hmm. But yes, I'm not slavishly trying to get that. It's like you know when I draw Harley, I just draw Harley the way I draw her. There you, you know? go. Right. And she does. She goes through you know, kind of goes through costume changes in this. Mm-hmm. But um, it's it's in the Batman. It's like. I like I like not having the the circle that the, the yellow circle. Uh-huh. That's, that's, the circle's fine, but I like just having like the bat signal, mm-hmm. you know, the bat logo on your chest, mm-hmm. you know, and the cartridge belt. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I do that anyway. Right. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe this that that new Batman adventure style fits a little bit more with what you what you prefer about your Batman. Then, yeah. Right? But again, like drawing the characters, you know, Gordon. Mm-hmm. No, it's it's my Gordon, you know. Right. It's, I mean, it's, it's like I, I'm always going to draw the Bob Hastings original Gordon. Mm-hmm. Can't help it. Love that. Love it too much, you know. So and and uh, DC's not, you know, it's done the animated style, but it's yeah. not slavish to the model pack. There you go. And they're and it's like in DC, they're they're great, you know. They 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 just mm-hmm. let you, you know, it's the, as long as they're getting the comic and they like, you know, and they think the drawings are beautiful. It's like that's all it happens. That's that's all it happens. I love that. Uh, how was it like working? Oh, obviously you worked worked with Paul pretty recently, but what was it like? Was it like riding a bike, getting back on, working with those guys for what the? Oh, I mean, yeah, I've you know, I, I Paul's one of the guys that I see, you know, off and on anyway. You know, okay, mm-hmm. but it's uh, it it really it didn't feel any, like there's any lapse of time, you know, at all. That's incredible. <laughs> it's like and doing comics is so different from uh, doing uh, animation. Mm-hmm. you know it, it's you know it, it's its own kind of rewarding mm. you know it has its own rewards there we have it uh thanks again to uh, to kevin for joining us when he did and uh hey who knows we might hear from him again uh, on our on our main show uh in in a little while here but uh yes uh, it was great to hear his uh, his insight into how he uh, he went about uh, this comic and 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 his uh, his in as well as some of his art influences 
definitely invite people to go back and listen to that entire episode if you have not we may not only talk about this adventures continue comic but also the uh, the legendary batman adventures holiday special and uh, you know, he tells some great stories about uh, going to DC headquarters and, and meeting Denny O'Neill and and some of his various artistic influences and the difference between, you know, drawing storyboards and drawing comic art and everything. It's a, it was a really fascinating discussion that we uh, we were lucky enough to have with him, and uh, we always appreciate him taking the time to speak to us. But uh, but yeah, Cal, uh, as we usually do, we'll uh, we'll start off talking about the the story of the the issue, and then we'll backtrack and give our our, uh, our our brief thoughts on the art as well uh, but starting out with the story here it's it's a very interesting idea um, which is that we we find out that this uh, this sort of socialite uh, that uh, that has a lot of ties to not only to Bruce Wayne but to uh, to Harley Quinn as well is uh, is back in town and uh, and uh, just just all hell's gonna break loose as almost as soon as she is. But uh, but yeah, it's it's a, it's a fun sort of a, a look into the past. The uh, any time as a, as I know a couple of years ago, there's a, a novelization of Mad Love that that Paul Dini co-wrote that I think filled in a little bit more of of Harley's backstory pre the you know the Arkham Joker meeting. Mm-hmm. But uh, but here we get again a little bit of glimpse uh, into her her past life. Uh, before she was this uh, this insane <laughs> this insane clown woman, uh-huh. and uh, and on top of it, we find out that this uh, this same woman also has a connection to Bruce Wayne's past. So it's a very uh, a tangled web that we are weaving here in this story as we as we kick off with uh, with Harley kind of being lonely and uh, uh, Poison Ivy has split. <laughs> uh, she and Poison Ivy are, are are seeing other people, so to speak, for the time being as. Uh, as we find out later, there was a bit of a mishap in uh, in their in their shared apartment, and none of Harley's other regular friends are available. Mm-hmm. And uh, and so she's uh, she's looking for something to do, and and wouldn't you know it, she she hear, overhears from uh, from the local barkeep that uh, that none other than Cassie Kendall, this uh, this mysterious figure from her past, is back in time and is back in town and. Uh, Harley decides to pay her a visit, and uh, we we get to meet Miss Kendall. And it's not Harley she's talking to at this point, as as mentioned. We quickly find out that uh, she and Bruce Wayne had quite a, a sordid romantic history as well. Yeah, I'd say so. It's interesting because uh, we get a little bit of dialogue between Bruce and and Alfred as they are leaving this uh, the socialite event. And uh, he happens to mention that before Andrea Beaumont, who of course. Uh, was his love interest in the Mask of the Phantasm movie. Definitely worth checking out. If you're not familiar with that story, I won't spoil it. But uh, yeah, there's that was uh, certainly maybe the defining love interest for Bruce Wayne across the Batman, uh, the animated series DCAU, uh, was Andrea Beaumont. But uh, he, he mentions that uh, before... Uh, before Andrea that he felt like uh, this Miss Kendall was uh, potentially the one that would uh, that would uh, you know sweep Bruce off his feet so to speak and and uh, may may kind of drive him away from that uh, desire to seek vengeance on behalf of his his uh, his parents so as they are having this conversation a woman in a in a rainbow colored fur walks past and catches Bruce's eye but he thinks nothing of it, and we, of course, learn that is indeed 
uh, Harleen herself paying <laughs> paying Cassie a visit. And uh, Cassie's seemingly not too happy about this, uh, you know, insane criminal popping up in the middle of uh, her her party. So she sort of shoves her away in a bedroom and tells her to kind of occupy herself uh, while she uh, she kind of, you know, waits on her waits on her guests and she'll be back in a little a little bit later. But uh, as Harley is sort of relaxing there watching HBO Max as uh, as one is want to do when she's <laughs> bored, uh, she notices that a helicopter is arriving outside and is startled and. Uh, we cut to the top of the roof where this uh, party is is commencing, and wouldn't you know it? Uh, they are there to to capture and take hostage uh, Miss Cassie at this point. So, despite Harley doing her best to try and uh, defeat the the would be goons and would be captors, uh, she actually successfully kicks one of them off of the top of the of the uh, the hotel that they're staying at which we learn is the uh the Sorkin Arms by the way there's a couple mm. of those uh those interesting easter eggs in here so uh, off of the top of the Sorkin Arms the 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 would be captor falls right uh right onto the roof of a car seemingly uh, being killed and uh unfortunately that car uh, was of course Bruce Wayne's, but luckily his uh, his other suit happens to be in that truck. So, uh, thinking fast and, and quick, quickly changing into uh, his Batman suit. Or actually, he's not able to 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 quite quickly change into the Batman suit because uh, I guess because the dead body is on the car. I don't know. <laughs> but uh, Harley Harley is still in hot pursuit and uh, and jumps aboard the helicopter in an attempt to save Cassie, but she is kicked off. And uh, must be rescued by a, a, a late arriving Batman who keeps her from falling to her doom. So uh, she's delivered back to the police department where she's being interrogated by Bullock and uh, with an onlooking Commissioner Gordon who turns her over to Batman uh, and remands her to her custody. So Batman's at this point just trying to get to the bottom of what's going on and wondering where Ivy, you know, where Ivy is as she heads back to the their apartment. And like, uh, but like she said at the beginning of the issue, she talks about how how she and her, uh, Ivy are on a break at this point, and even tells a little bit of a story where she may or may not have uh, have. Uh, inadvertently mixed up uh, bug spray with defoliant so uh, <laughs> i guess guess we learned that she unfortunately killed it's funny because you see the visuals of all these dead plants in the in the in the scene first and then we cut to this little sort of memory bubble where she's remembering this uh this argument that she's having with ivy about mixing these two up but uh yeah, that's also where we get the uh, the backstory of this old flame here as we learn that uh, not only uh, Batman sort of gets to the bottom of how Cassie and Harley knew each other and uh, Harley lets on that not only were she and Cassie a romantic item, but um, she was sort of two-timing Bruce at the same time. So this this sort of begins the, uh, the arc that we see for Batman is this begins to sort of get under his skin a little bit as we see uh he was he was none the wiser he was he was sort of uh you know taken aback to realize that cassie and him were not an exclusive item and for uh maybe for once in his life uh he he was dating somebody that was also interested in other people as opposed to the uh the other way around happening so 
Um, it, it, I, this yeah, <laughs> I like, I like this as a point of difference because knowing the, the history of the character, this version of the character, it really has always felt to me like, uh, Andrea was the only one that could have really pulled him out of where he was headed. Mm-hmm. And so the idea that it's seemingly, oh my gosh, they're retconning in another lost love from his that from his past that mm-hmm. he you know he was almost going to give it all up for but then you kind of find out it's like no he was young he didn't realize he was being maybe used for his his status and his bank account and and but and that you kind of see like the frustration and the heartbreak of like of you know when you love somebody and you think it's going great and then it turns out they weren't so crazy about you like it's like you see that in real time and then you add in the fact that she was not only was she not into him but she was you know quite literally stringing him along and then using him it becomes a very different type of romance and i think that's why this this works even though it is a retcon to add in another a lost love but for him to sort of slowly realize over the course of this issue with his conversations with harley and with other people as we'll come to see in a minute here uh, that it was not, <laughs> it was never going to be that, uh, you know, that way uh, with with this woman. I think that's why this one works, even though it does technically, you know, add another add another past romantic interest of Bruce Wayne's to the to the pre Phantasm timeline. Yeah, I wholeheartedly agree. Um, it's definitely an, an interesting twist on it. And, and I, yeah, I, my first thought also was, oh gosh, not another retcon, but I, <laughs> again, I, I, I agree with you. I think it's interesting the direction that they took it in, but, um, you know, I, I love that Alfred also plays the role of sort of comforting Bruce in this moment of like, Hey, like you can't really blame her. It's kind of part of finding out who you are. You're both young, you know? And then he sort of like seemingly tries to veer Bruce back on on track with, hey, like, let's focus on what's going on here uh, as they as they try and discover. They discover that the 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 gentleman that was kicked off of the roof uh, and the and landed on the limo below is uh, is somebody that has a connection to yet another one of uh, one of Gotham's rogues, as we are we are come to find out. That's right. So we uh, we are then introduced as 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 Alfred mentions that the uh, the thug that landed on on Bruce Wayne's car earlier in the night happens to be one that uh, previously worked for Two Face, and uh, and there's some uh, some fun little happenstance here, which is that uh, Cassie's family fortune is apparently valued at about two hundred million dollars, which uh, of course makes it uh, an extra attractive uh, ransom prop. Uh, proposition for uh for two-face so as batman goes off to find a uh find two-face's latest hideout which happens to be a a uh kind of a hollow out old uh homeless shelter called the second chance mission another another great little uh little batman batman villain hideout pun here uh we uh we see that as batman arrives there appears to be an old woman who is trying to get into this shelter and uh, when when one of uh, Two Faces henchmen tries to uh, to shoo her away and tell her to get lost, well, that that old woman uh, allegedly, as as it would be, 
pulls, pulls out a Molotov cocktail and lights the man on fire. <laughs> um, and of course, we see that it was Harley. Once again, a lot of Harley disguises in this issue. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, she goes in and she's looking for Harley and uh, for Harvey now. And uh, and she is met with some some gunfire as uh, as Batman arrives as well. And <laughs> as he puts out the fire and disarms Two Face. Uh, he and Harley kind of go about interrogating Two Face as a, as a, an unlikely duo here, and uh, as we, as we come to find out, um, Cassie was uh, was stepping out on both Bruce and Harley at the time, as uh, as the way it's kind of framed to this point in the story, I think is that well she wasn't serious with Bruce, but Harley thinks things were serious for her. Mm-hmm. And uh, turns out that she was uh, she was playing the field, as it were. This uh, this Cassie woman, and uh, he uh, Harvey mentions that he was already friends with Bruce Wayne at this point, and and knew that Bruce had a thing for her, but uh, just just couldn't resist uh, sampling. How <laughs> we say two timer? Yes. <laughs> what a what a perfect uh, what a perfect uh, motivation for Two Face. Just couldn't. Uh, just couldn't pass it up uh at least without trying it once or twice but uh mm-hmm. so harley uh, we see batman very frustrated by this but of course it's harley who kind of springs into a- action and attacks him and and uh knocks two-face out but it's clear after this conversation that two-face is not the one responsible for kidnapping cassie uh, at that point batman heads back to the batmobile where he has a conver- conversation with uh with gordon and uh, the uh, the lawyer for for Cassie's family's estate, and uh, it's revealed here that she that Cassie did not have access to her entire fortune, and that in fact she's sort of doled out a a a small sum every month for her expenses, but she was not given the full fortune right away. And uh, we kind of see Batman begin to piece together what's going on as we go on, but. Uh, as he as he kind of instructs the uh, the lawyer not to turn the money over just yet, it uh, it becomes clear very quickly that it's too late, and that the lawyer has panicked and and sent the full sum already to the kidnappers as requested, and uh, and that leads us to our, our kind of our our final uh, our our final battle here. There's a there's kind of a little side note after they get off the phone where harley is coming to the to the same realization that that batman was a couple of minutes or a couple of pages prior as you know she was talking about how she at one moment she was uh you know planning her life with this with this cassie woman and the next she was gone and was moved on to the next adventure but in her heart she still kind of thought that they were uh that they were still sort of meant to be together and it was still this great lost love, but she's, she and Batman sort of both realizing that they were used by the same woman, but of course, Batman not being able to, uh, to admit that being that it was of course, Bruce Wayne who was in the relationship with her. It's, there's a fun little dichotomy. We'll talk about that more in art actually, because I think there's a lot of non uh, verbal cues of as how, (laughs) as to how Batman, processes all of this information throughout the issue um but then then we we set up our finale here as uh we see that the the criminals are holed up in what else an abandoned baseball stadium i love that in 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 gotham city and uh we find out that the mastermind behind this kidnapping of course is none other than cassie herself because as mentioned she was not able to have access to the whole fortune 
that her family uh, uh, was in possession of because of the way her parents' will was set up. So she decided to concoct this scheme where she could uh, take all of the money in one foul swoop and, uh, of course, enter Harley and Batman there to have some fisticuffs with the, uh, with the criminals. And in the end, uh, Cassie reveals her, you know, if there's any doubt about the type of person that Cassie is, she, she reveals that as she, uh, she pulls the gun on Harley and Batman and then tells Harley that she really wasn't anything ever special to her and that she was just, uh, just using her the same way she had used Bruce Wayne. And in a very Paul Dini, Harley Quinn way, uh, Harley sort of saves the day here as she, she, uh, she uses a, a, a fresh bottle of champagne and pops the cork quite literally, which uh, <laughs> hits Cassie in the eye and sends her, sends her cascading out of a window as uh, Cassie kind of fires the gun wildly. Seemingly, she's going to tumble to her death. But Harley, of course, saves her life because she isn't going to uh, she isn't going to let that part of her life or let let anyone control her and, and let her be sent back to Arkham over over something like this. And she kind of makes up her mind that maybe it's OK, even though she's not with the Joker, she's not with Poison Ivy and now she's not even with Cassie. But, you know, she's she's made up her mind that she can be her own person and she's uh she's ready to kind of move on with her life so it's kind of a happy ending for harley and then we get this little uh this little postscript in the last couple of panels here is cassie kind of begins to do a a sort of woe is me speech about uh about how hard her life has been and and batman have having had quite enough of all of this uh all of this nonsense simply slaps the cuff on cuffs on and tells her that uh, she must have mistaken him for someone who cares, <laughs> and that's uh, that's where we get our ending. So, uh, I really enjoyed this issue. Like I, 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 like I said, coming into it, seeing what the synopsis was when the solicits came out, I was unsure of how to feel about all of this for the reasons we've already stated. Mm-hmm. But as a little story, I think it's fun. It's interesting, as as I said, to see Batman process this betrayal even though it happened to him let's say somewhere between 10 and 25 years ago (laughs) right uh it's it's uh it's still that you know he's feeling this he's feeling his first heartbreak all over again and in a different way and uh, and the way he's sort of processing that while at the same time seeing harley experience this sort of very manic exciting reunion only to experience the exact same heart heartache that Batman is feeling at the same time, uh, but ultimately sort of triumphing over it and not giving in to the uh, to her more violent tendencies and and living to uh, just learning to love herself and learning to learning to be on her own and it's like so there's we get like the nice happy ending for 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 Harley in this story mm-hmm. and, and then we see so we see how she took this situation had the heartache and and came out of it a better person and then we see how it affected bruce and we see that it kind of just it reinforces the cold you know unflinching uh batman that that we all know from from this series so i kind of like seeing them both these two completely different characters experience kind of the exact same thing with the exact same woman and come to kind of a completely different ending even Uh though you know there's not there's not like physical bloody revenge taken by Batman, but it's clear that it's like, yeah, this is why he's so emotionally closed off. This is why all of, 
this is why all of his friends don't talk to him and he's going to end up an old man in a cave like he, <laughs> he just shuts down he won't talk about it like he just he just slaps the cuffs on and it's on to the next case for him so like i i think the the dichotomy between how harley and 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 batman both deal with this once they figure out what's going on i think is is a lot of fun it's a good it's a good character study and unsurprisingly when you have paul dini and alan burnett who have uh, spent a lot of time dealing with both of these characters uh it's it's fun to see how they how these two characters tackled the same issue basically yeah i agree with you it it's definitely a fun little self-contained story um you know we i think we talked about it in the last um in the last last time we did a review but it's it's great just to have these sort of things that aren't necessarily hamstrung by being tied into a, a toy line. Like, believe me, I wouldn't love nothing more than more Batman, the animated series or Batman, the adventures, mm-hmm. new action figures to come out. But it really does feel like now that this is its own thing, that this is allowed for the series to kind of tell these one-off spots where you don't have to sort of shoehorn in all these basically products you know to to try and sell (laughs) toys um so that kind of feels like the gloves are off and you tell these little interesting stories and uh you know that that reveal more about the character of uh of batman also while also shining a light on the character of of harley who we know is this character because it was co-created by paul dini means so much to him um and just feels like anytime that he gets to tell a story involving her it just feels extremely authentically her. Like it makes sense. Like he's mm-hmm. one of the co-creators. It's the essential, it's, you know, it's, it's, it makes sense that the stories that he gets to tell uh, feel, feel like home. Like it's just, I don't know uh, any other way to to describe it, but this one is, I, I like that she and Batman get to work together and um, it, it, you have the two two sides of the same coin. Uh, I, I guess pun intended, because this also involves two faces in a in a way. But you get <laughs> you get the dichotomy between the two the two characters and where their stories both connect and then veer off in different directions, as you mentioned. So yeah, it's a fun little story. Um, I think tonally it's very different than what we experienced in the last issue, which is okay. Like you don't need to tell the same types of stories every single time, every every single issue um so this this one had a little bit more comedy to it It certainly had a little bit more goofiness to it but it's a harley quinn story so what else what else would you expect like it needs to be a little lighthearted. it's less gangster focused gangster centric and um and has more to do with a with a caper and that a, a character study as opposed to you know the inner workings of gotham's underground yeah absolutely i think that's uh that's that's uh one of the fun things of this this feels like it could be an episode of the show. Again, we talked about that with uh, with with last month's as well, and several of I think our favorite episodes. Which theoretically, that is the point of this, mm-hmm. this book. Other than, as you said, there was the the toy tie in for the for the first season, especially. But um, yeah, it's 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 fun to see these these writers and and as we'll talk about in a moment, these artists get to come back and and just play in the sandbox a little bit more. And hey, what if we had another? season and we could flesh out harley's backstory even more and what if there was a connection what if we could you know add in a little tie-in where it also you know affected bruce wayne's past and all of that like i think it's it's a fun idea um uh and 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 for that reason like i said i i definitely think that the fun of it is uh and we'll talk about this is really i think best illustrated in in the art section but 
uh, you know, there's there's you know a couple of uh, a couple of just great moments where she's she's dealing with this so outwardly and expressing every you know every thought and every moment and and we'll talk about in the art she's you know she's flinging her head back and forth and she's yelling and screaming and the whole time we just see sort of smaller uh emotional outbursts from batman like we see you know we see his fists clench when two-face when he finds out that two-face also had that harvey dent also had a a fling with this woman and and then we see you know when when he's kind of hearing harley recant uh her 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 uh, relationship with cassie and how she thought they were gonna spend their entire lives together and and all of that and then one day she was just gone and and you kind of see batman taking it in that they're they were they were both played the same way by the same person i think it's i think it's a lot of fun in in, in that way as well so yeah i think that's uh that's a that's a pretty enjoyable thing and then uh as as we will begin to wrap up here as our you already mentioned cal we, of course, will talk about the art for this month's issue. Uh, of course, last month we had a friend of the show, Jordan Gibson, uh, responsible for the, uh, for the art, with, along with best friend of the show, Monica Cubino on colors. This month, as, as we've already talked about, we, are, we have uh, on art duties, we have Kevin Altieri and, uh, and Monica on art here. So uh, just, just off the bat, and I think based on what we heard from Kevin earlier, we we kind of knew going into this that it wasn't going to be the model sheet new batman adventures look for this comic uh, as as kevin said his batman is his batman right and he was going he was going to draw it his way um and not really worry about you know trying to recreate the show or certainly not the new you know the new adventure show especially i think that he was not really a part of working on um, so, uh, so what stood out to you as far as uh, the art for, for this month? Yeah, I think with that, I, I will say if I didn't, if we didn't have, a you know, the, the inroad to, to speaking with him directly, I think that the, the artwork probably would have been a little bit of a letdown based on it is not, it's not the same style that you're used to. It's not mm-hmm. Ty Templeton. It's not Jordan. It doesn't really effectively capture the visuals that you would see um, specifically from the new Batman adventures, but it really doesn't feel, if I'm being honest, it doesn't feel like Batman, the animated series. Like, you know that it's based in that universe, but it certainly doesn't feel like what we're used to. I'll just say that. Um, I, I think that Kevin's got his own, definitely has his own style. Um, I think we've seen, we've seen him do artwork as we talked about uh, his story, uh, what are you doing on New Year's Eve, which is in the Batman holiday special, which we talked to him about in our bonus episode, which if you haven't checked that out, go ahead, check it out in the archives, another plug for that one. But, um, you know, I, I think that that story, while it does feel a little bit more grounded in the, in the Batman, the animated series, you can tell even with that story, it's more of his own style of, of doing things. Things are a little bit more exaggerated jaw. Mm-hmm. You know, Bruce's jaw is a little bit bigger. Um, you know, the, the cow, the, he did go with like a, a longer eared cow, which I appreciate. And the, you know, the bat symbol without the yellow around it that he talked about mm-hmm. uh, drawing. But, uh, you know, I, I think that um, it, it's, it's his own style. I think the character, I, I think the character that I, that I liked the most, the character design that I felt most authentically 
uh, Batman animated series was the two face. I think there's some mm-hmm. great, great line work that he did with that. Some of the, the, the details on, on two faces scarred side and stuff like that. I will say, it feels like the, the issue at times fell victim to the same things that we said about, um, Rick Burchett's artwork where it feels mm-hmm. like it wasn't, it wasn't inked properly or the inking, inking came I, I don't know the the pencils were sent in without being ink in certain certain places um because you get there's some real rough line work in some of the in some of the drawings mm-hmm. um, but some of it i think because it's consistent throughout the entire issue it just kind of in places it just kind of blends in and ends up looking like just a it more of what kevin kevin likes to draw um i i can't say that Kevin did anything wrong because it's he from the get go said, I'm going to do it my style. And this is my style of artwork. I think there is still some really tremendous visuals. I love the spot where Batman uh, in the, in the final scene, uh, Harley comes in as sort of as, uh, as Cassie says, playing the Batman role, sort of hanging there from a rope and doing some, Mm -hmm. some verbal sparring with her. And then Batman swoops in through the, uh, through the skybox and breaks in through the glass and we get this awesome shot that actually mirrors a shot earlier in the episode of uh, or in the issue of Harley doing the same thing swinging in to kick a guy in the face uh so you get these two mirror images of of this shot um the the shot of Harley actually flicking the the cork into Cassie's eye actually was like reminds me I don't know if it was intentional but feels like a callback mm-hmm. work from what are you doing on new year's eve because the joker uh, in that that culmination of that uh that story that he tells famously goes to pop a cork on new year's eve and it shoots right into his own eye <laughs> um, so you get you get that's whether that was intentional or not i love that 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 same same device was used and that kevin got to draw that again um i think the mvp of the issue uh, goes to to best friend of the show monica gubina because we we've talked about this and we're hoping to have her on uh perhaps for for the next issue review or the or the issue review after depending on what her schedule allows for but mm-hmm. um having to adapt her style of uh of coloring to a different art style i remember specifically i think when she was working on this she posted on social media she was actually actually asking for like opinion you know whether or not the you know whether or not the the art should be you know colored a little bit different she was trying out some different techniques because kevin's mm-hmm. art style is a little bit more three-dimensional than like it's all it's all supposed to be three-dimensional obviously but the the streamlined tnba style is a little bit more two-dimensional flat square and these characters have a little bit more depth and dimension to them um so i imagine that was not easy to try and adapt uh and then she's got to adapt again next month going as we have another new artist coming back next month so um yeah i I think monica did an incredible job i love the colors did seem a little bit more muted uh in places which i like i think that fits the fits the tone of the issue a little bit more um you know but I, i it's still very authentically monica in places but what about you what did you uh what did you think about the artwork and and what stood out for you yeah, I don't. Uh, I don't disagree with what uh, really anything you've said. Uh, unsurprisingly, perhaps there are certain shots where I feel like the the images are sharper. I, I kind of mentioned it already 
but there's a, the bit where after, uh, after Batman's uh, done talking to Gordon, the Batmobile, and Harley is kind of, uh, you know, telling him all about their, their relationship. And, you know, at first she's kind of just like holding her head and she's kind of stretched out over the Batmobile. And then we see her kind of, uh, you know, sitting cross-legged with her head down. And then the next panel, she's kind of, le- you know, laid backwards and her head's and her head and her, you know, her Harlequin ears are hanging down over the end. And, and we kind of just, so we see her, her being very demonstrative and very, dramatic as she's recounting this and as, as i said which i think works really well for what the story is doing we just get this shot of batman and we, we don't even see his eyes like uh, there's no white on the cowl it's just this this one shot of him sort of listening to what she's saying and he just sort of is, is solemnly kind of looking down and it's, it's a very sharp image like it is uh, it has very clean lines unlike i think a lot of the the rest of the issue and i think it works because it's because it's making a point at that point to show the different ways that they're they're processing this this uh, you know this betrayal that they're both mm-hmm. kind of learning about at the same time. Um, so I think I think that stood out to me, and and I do agree. I really I really like this this two face mm-hmm. episode, and yes, you definitely get some some interesting like perspectives and you know sort of larger heads and and sort of more uh, more deformed bodies. I really love I love the shot too of uh, of Batman. As he's trying to kind of threaten Harley and Two Face, and at the same time he's he's putting out the uh, the fire that Harley started. He's like blasting the thug in the face with a with a fire extinguisher at the same time. Mm-hmm. I think there's uh, yeah, I think there's some 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 really fun some fun work there. And yeah, I think and and like we said, we'll we'll definitely be trying to get Monica on to uh, to talk about the her process and and what she worked. But yeah, this is this is colored completely differently because it isn't the 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 bold clean lines and the the you know she said she she couldn't color it quite as flatly or at least she didn't want to because she didn't think that that style of color fit with this uh with this art style and i think that's what uh what kind of uh pulls it off right because i think if yeah i think that style with a with a a more flat new batman adventures traditional color palette probably this doesn't work and it's a lot harder for us to talk about because uh, we're friends with the people who made it, and uh, right. it's a, sometimes it's hard to critique things when when you know when you know the when you know them a little bit, and you, know, you know what great people they are. But I think I think Monica's decision to kind of go back and and uh, and color things a little bit differently to to match Kevin's more kind of abstract and. Uh, style i think that's kind of yeah what what helps the issue come together and and uh the 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 shot where the, the, there's like a little panel sequence where where harley uh asks two-face so did you have a fling with her too and then we cut to two-face he doesn't say anything he just flips his coin and he has this really smug look on his face mm-hmm. and then the next panel is the, harley's gesture uh tassels just go straight up in the air like <laughs> like a Tex Avery, like it's totally like a like a like a Tex Avery cartoon or something. Like yep. very, it's very very silly and very cartoony. But I love I love the way that sequence is is pulled off. And again, plays into you have Batman just sort of sternly looking looking ahead and scowling while you know Harley's just coming unglued at the seams there and eventually hauls off and and gives him a swift kick to the head. So it's a, it's a really fun, uh, a really fun sequence there. And yeah, I think, I think it comes together 
as, as you said, mostly because Monica was, uh, was willing to be a little bit more experimental and, and kind of change up her style to match Kevin. So I, I think they ended up being a, quite a formidable duo, even if it isn't maybe what we're used to. Like I couldn't, I wouldn't argue with anyone if you said, well, I prefer when it's a lot closer to what the, what the show looked like. I, mm-hmm. I can't, I'm not going to argue with anybody. We, we talked about that a lot last year with, as you mentioned, some of the, the chat issues of, of the book, but at the same time, I think as a, as a one-off, I think it's because I think that's the other reason it works too. It's not part of a larger story. Like if this was part one and then next month's part, if this was part one of this, you know, upcoming task force X storyline, uh-huh. I think that would maybe be a little bit harder to swallow when you're, if you're reading this, say, if you're reading this in a trade in, uh-huh. in a year when it's out and you're reading this issue to issue, if this was part of the same story, then that might get, that might be a little bit more jarring, but uh-huh. I think because this comes in as a standalone issue, issue it's like, Hey, first issue it's the reverse of the analogy we make on our main show when we talk about like different animation studios. It's like, hey, okay, so issue one was Jordan and Monica. That's like a TMS episode. Uh-huh. Maybe this one was uh, this was like a Sunrise or a you know a Coco episode, and uh-huh. and then next month ties back. Maybe that's a Spectrum episode or whatever you know a Dong Yang right. episode, whatever. Like it's just it's not it's not wrong. It is different, but I think I think the fact that this ends up being its own little standalone story and it's wrapped up i think will help this issue because it doesn't necessarily need to bleed into a larger story and so the the art doesn't necessarily need to mesh with what's come before or what's going to come afterwards right no i i wholeheartedly agree with you i think as a one shot as a one-off it's a it's a nice little self-contained story and that that lends a little bit to being able to kind of to take some of the visuals not being directly in line with what you'd expect or what you're used to when it comes to a, a uh, the, what we've gotten thus far in, in, in the Batman, the animated series uh, revival here with uh, the adventures continue. Um, I, w- I would be remiss t- uh, not to mention also some of the, uh, the additional sort of Easter eggs that I caught that, uh, that uh, Kevin seemed to, to fit in there. Not only did we have uh, of course the Sorkin, the Sorkin arms, uh, as we mentioned at the beginning, of course, uh, named after uh, the, the famed voice of, of Harley Quinn herself, Arlene Sorkin uh, certainly a nod to that we also then see that the uh, the hideout the greenhouse where Batman and uh, and Harley visit later happens to be on Pershing Place it looks like Pershing Plaza perhaps of course uh, Diane Pershing the voice of of Poison Ivy Um, and then later on in the uh, the baseball stadium well there's there's a shot of Alfred uh, on a computer and there's some names there. I wasn't able to to do the research to figure out uh, there's an a, a Stravos and it says AKA bear boy. Uh, don't know anything about that or what that might be in reference to. And then we also have the Turk AKA big Al listed on the computer. So uh, if you know what those, uh, those could be referencing, you can uh, either tweet at us or leave them on the comments. If you're, watching on the uh watching on youtube or what have you uh but then later on in the episode or in the issue keep calling it an episode later on in the <laughs> issue uh in the baseball stadium i noticed there was a uh, altieri brothers pizza i believe is uh, is listed on the one of the advertisements mm-hmm. on 
on the wall and uh there's i think there's another one too i didn't can't quite make it out though looks like some sort of cola drink some kind of cola um and then uh a nice little little disc to one of the the major financial institution we have smell fargo also listed on the, <laughs> the computer so uh that that one made me giggle so yeah some some nice little uh little things you yeah, blink if you miss it type things uh nods to the uh to the uh to to people that have played a big role in the in the series as a whole there but yeah it's a very interesting issue um this the story i think drives it really well us knowing kevin certainly uh really happy that he was able to to kind of get back his hands back in this world and um get get to see him him kind of visually tell a story uh again here with uh with these characters i thought that was that was super neat. And then uh, now we're looking forward to uh, to next month's issue, Liam, as I, as I sort of alluded to before, where we'll know that Monica will be paired with her third different artist in uh, in three issues. But uh, this one, I got to imagine, is probably like uh, like like putting on a, a, a well-worked baseball glove at this point, because uh, we have uh, the return of of the king to reclaim his crown. That's right, Cal. We'll be uh, very excited to see with uh, Season 3, Issue 3, the return of the great Ty Templeton, who, of course, uh, had to kind of bow out midway through Season 2 due to a battle with cancer, which uh, thankfully uh, uh, he, has, uh, he has conquered once again, and uh, he will be back on the book, at least for the next uh, few issues that have been solicited. I, I would assume he's uh, he's in it for the long haul, and it'll be it'll be him and Monica for, uh, for the rest of the way out here. But, uh, but we will, that will remain to be seen, but uh, we do know thanks to the solicits that uh, this will be kicking off the, uh, the little Easter egg that was left at the, uh, at the end of issue one of uh, Amanda Waller hire, hiring the muscle for, for task force X uh, that this will kick off a story that not only involves uh, that, that group of characters, but also, uh, is going to involve the return of Joker and uh, and his sidekick that was introduced uh, in season one of uh, of Batman: The Adventures Continue. That being Straight Man, as we we'll get to learn a little bit about his past and and maybe how uh, and how Amanda Waller and and Cadmus and all that stuff might tie in. So a lot of fun, I bet there's going to be a lot of fun stuff for uh, for longtime DCAU fans to sink their teeth into in that. Uh, issue as well just as there was in the first two cal uh last thing we'll mention probably for this one is uh the covers for this month's uh this You're reading my mind i was i was just like man we didn't get to talk about the mm-hmm. covers for this week well yes the uh, the main cover was in fact done by by kevin and monica so mm-hmm. uh, a pretty it's a pretty fun uh kind of like a, a movie a movie poster type thing you have kind of all the characters a collage of, yes a collage of all the characters and couple of couple of great variants across uh, across it but of course the ones that we we also always want to highlight is uh, title card variants that have uh, been coming our way for the uh, for or will be coming our way for every single issue of this season three run uh, all by the same artist uh, the great Hayden Sherman and we had another fantastic one this month yeah it's it's really great we have a uh, Batman and Harley Quinn sort of standing in a in a doorway off in the in the distance and a uh, a flashlight from Batman's hand sort of uh leading its its spotlight onto a a framed photograph of of a young Bruce Wayne and uh and uh his uh, his love interest of course uh, that we learn about uh Cassie Kendall 
from this uh, from this issue. So, uh, yeah, it's very, very much invokes a, a classic title card. And those have been really, really fun to see them uh, continue to put out this uh, this the uh, as as variant covers uh, for these uh, for these issues. So really, really enjoyable. Great throwbacks, really invoking that classic BTOS feel for these. So, uh, yeah, very, very great work there by uh, by Hayden Sherman on uh, on uh, on this month's cover as well as last month's. And uh, looking like we'll continue that for for uh, each issue going forward as well. Absolutely, looking forward to see what uh, what all of these uh, incredibly talented crew uh whips up for us in uh, in the next part which i believe as uh, as mr dini uh confirmed to us via twitter uh when when the first issue came out this is going to be a, a three issue arc will be this this uh task force x straight man joker story that's kicking off next month as you mentioned cal with the return of ty templeton and of course best friend of the show monica on on uh, colors as well so can't wait to get into that uh and uh and again with the start of a, a new uh, ongoing storyline uh will we will get to of course indulge in our favorite pastime when it comes to this series which is rampant baseless speculation <laughs> on what's going to happen in the following issues so can't wait to get into that next month when uh, when issue three hits shelves uh and if you you, uh, if you haven't already, for some reason, if you're listening to this and you haven't read this issue, really do recommend you pick it up, especially if you're a longtime fan of Batman the Animated Series, which I have to assume you are if you're listening to our podcast. Um, definitely recommend picking it up at your, at your local comic book store. Of course, you can find it digitally on uh, Kindle or uh, Comixology or, or any of those sites as well. So definitely recommend picking that up, get a physical copy, support a, support a local small business if you can, but uh, have always have a great deal of fun uh, uh, looking at these with you, Cal, and uh, can't wait for next month. Oh, it's going to be fantastic. Absolutely. Uh, we, we enjoy doing these reviews and uh, enjoy uh, if, if you have checked it out and you want to interact with us, you can always find us on our social medias, Twitter and Instagram. And of course, we'd love for you to subscribe to the podcast if you're listening on a podcast app or checking us out on the YouTube channel at youtube.com slash the pod tower. Uh, subscribe there but uh yeah f- give us some feedback let us know what you thought of the issue your uh open and honest thoughts about the artwork and the story itself and uh your excitement perhaps about uh next month's uh kickoff of this task force x storyline and you know introducing these characters that uh were pretty uh pretty pretty seminal in the justice league unlimited it'll be interested to see what type of crossover we get if anything's alluded to if there's any foreshadowing done or if those <laughs> those storylines are going to be completely ignored as some of the other other ones but uh be interested to see what some some reaction is next month uh, as we get into this storyline absolutely cal and as you said thank you everybody for listening whether you do so on apple podcast google podcast spotify or on the pod tower youtube channel we would appreciate if you subscribe to us on whatever uh, on whatever site you use and if it uh if it is a uh, podcast app, if it allows you to give us five stars, leave us a review, that stuff does help us out. So please do that. And uh, you can also head to our store at dcaureview.com. You can pick yourself up a hat or a mug or something like that if you want to support us financially. Or you can head to anchor.fm slash dcaureview. And there's a little uh, donate button there as well where you can buy us a coffee if you are so inclined. But thank you, everyone, for listening, and uh, can't wait to come back next month to talk about Issue 3. But until then, I'm Liam. And I'm Cal. And we'll talk to you next time on another episode of the DCAU Review. Bye-bye. <laughs>